0: Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenant, Specialized Pastoral Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry, my name, it's not really, I always do that, it's, I get the two podcasts confused, I do a secular version, which doesn't lessen the Christian message, just a lot of people would turn me off (laughs) immediately if they heard me mention Jesus. Uh, and then we do what is covenant specialized pastoral care services, mm-hmm. Christian Kelsey Ministry. But usually on the What is Covenants, I announce you first, Carolyn Barnett, and then me, Dave Play on the other one. Of course you don't join me for that one, Carolyn. I asked, and nobody accepted my invitation.
1: Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Yeah, it makes Maybe not guess. asking the Maybe is. the right person is not. we <laughs> haven't guessed the right person yet. I don't know.
0: It is sad because it makes me wonder again. Are you the one that we should be feeling sorry <laughs> for? Or are, am I the one we should be feeling sorry I for? Because everybody else made us something, Carolyn, that you don't
1: know. Are you talking about word or are you talking about covenants? What, I'm talking the about, word
0: podcast. I'm talking about the word podcast.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking yes. about.
0: Well, yeah, I'm but know. you're the only one that was. It's pretty has, intense. But, of course, the positive there is you're. You're the only one that I asked to do. What is kind of a special, special care? Yeah, this is true. Services, <laughs> so you you took me up, on the offer, first hand, first time offer.
1: <laughs> and I'm still here.
0: <laughs> is that another one of those?
1: Is that a sad thing, or maybe no, that's a no, no, no. It means I came and never left. <laughs> maybe we need to find a. Up for me, or something. Maybe people might get tired of hearing my voice. we I'm not a fan of my voice, huh? I'm not a fan of my oh, voice.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Listen to yourself for re- yeah. on record Mm-mm. recording. So, we last podcast okay, kind of came to the conclusion not so much you but me. <laughs> I didn't ask you, you might have come to the conclusion and just <laughs> didn't tell me because you're being polite, but came to the conclusion we don't want to be so heavy. So negative. Yeah,
1: we can't kind of So <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, we that we decided we need to be upbeat.
0: <laughs> and then and then we were. I thought we were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we got to the idea, I think generally speaking, the messaging the message of the last podcast was depends on how you look at things. I didn't say it quite succinctly, but it is. If you look at things from the New Testament or inclusion of the New Testament, then even all the bad stuff that the Old Testament captures don't look half bad, right? It's or if it bad. is only just half bad because it's not finished work yet. <laughs> right. Right? In Jesus, the work is finished. But much like when you sell your house and you have to move to a parsonage, <laughs> And you're in the process of moving, and maybe even when you, and that's a gift, maybe even when you look at the Parsons, you can envision what the future holds, but then when you get there, or you're in the middle of the move getting there, and then all of a sudden you begin to realize, oh no, I don't know if this is going to work. And then you're bringing all this stuff in, and there's a part of you that starts to wonder, is this really ever going to turn out well? And... You know, and then you start to really—did I really see the vision right? Was that—is this really the way God's called called us to go? Is this the path? I guess it gets a little dicey along the way, which is really your circumstance.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly my circumstance, and I knew that knew some of that what you just said ahead of time, and so I pre prayed. <laughs> I pre-planned my feelings, <laughs> and I pretty much told God, you know, I needed to um, be grateful for where I was at, and so I knew it was going to be a change, so I wanted to be grateful as my focus, so that's where I kind of knew it was going to be what you just said, so I kind of pre-planned my um, I guess my feelings, and then so I knew what was going to happen. So I was like, God, you know, I'm going to need this and strength. So I've been praying for lots of strength.
0: <laughs> and I think that's okay. There's a bit of imagination that goes into that, a bit of fantasy in the sense that uh, God only knows what's going to eventually turn out to be like, right. because He's the only one that really doesn't. Right. You know, we don't do it; we get her. Our- Opportunity to contribute to it, and we can add dimension, but for the most part Even that since he created us and (laughs) he's the start and end of all things then all of that eventually gets attributed back Not that it
1: was horrible. I don't want to like Make it sound like that is is definitely um, a great place that we're going to that God's given us to rent and a fantastic um, opportunity so I am grateful for that, but um, having said that, it's just you know um, not home, and so uh, I want to go into it with the right attitude.
0: Well, you're doing it now, which is not not critical. That's just example, not critical example. This is why it is very difficult, I think, to help people understand maybe what happy is or understand what joy is. Because there will always be this sort of ambivalent, which doesn't mean lukewarm so much. It might mean lukewarm. You know, James says uh, that uh, you can be either for him or against him. How's it go? Um,
1: Cold or hot. Is that what you're referring to? Jesus. No, yeah, I choose it. That's not James. <laughs> a double minded man. Oh, yeah, unstable minded ways. what James called him. Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say straddle the fence, but that's not really what he said. It was double minded man. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that there's some element of that, too, where, you know, you're trying to play both sides of the fence or you're allowing yourself too much to go back and forth. But when we think of happiness or we think of joy or we think of something more positive, it's not an escape from the negative because the negative you can't escape. It, it's going to always be there. There's always going to be moves. There's always going to be leaving things behind. There's always going to be transitions. There's always going to be a requirement of (laughs) some diligence or perseverance. Uh, Of course, that's built upon the promises of God, if it's rightly constructed, which is Jesus Christ, which is, again, the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit as manifest in Christ. All those things that we know the Bible teaches us in full, complete Old and New Testament package. But when you're carrying the 50th load, Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you have a pickup truck or did you have a you
1: truck? Just Tim's truck. <laughs> it's
0: it's got to be 150 loads then. Yeah. We can get this. You look at this on the front and say, we can probably get this done in maybe 10 loads. Oh, no. It's more than that. But when you've done it over and over and over and you just want the finished product and it just seems like you're there almost. Mm-hmm. And yet when you're there, even then something else happens and it gets... That, that ideal that, and, and I don't want to just call it an ideal because that would get to the fantasy kind of aspect or imagination right. it's real yeah, but it's not real in a tangible way ever if that's the hope that it's mm-hmm. going to kind of be right. perfect mm-hmm. except <laughs> that it would last as was in the Garden of Eden but for Adam and Eve but for a moment mm-hmm. now I think that's true, right? Yeah. That the only real happy and joy is when we see it from the promises of God.
1: Oh yeah.
0: He tells us what he's going to do, mm-hmm. what the expectation should be. And with that, then we choose to look at it from his mind. Mm-hmm. Again, drawn from the last podcast, the perspective, so we can rightly mm-hmm. <laughs> sort out all the joke, all the mm-hmm. other stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I'm going to add one other complicating factor and give it back to you. So that's bad enough you're just doing it yourself, a project. But when you add another person and then you add maybe two or three other persons and they're maybe not all at the same spot that you are in terms of either vision or fulfillment of vision or they're either a little more fatigued, they're worn out physically because of that, this is the 50th, the the 100th, the 150th load, you know, we've got We're moving in. Mm -hmm. It gets really, I think, complicated because obviously you can look at them and they may not be in the same place you are. And you may not actually be all that in your happy place or happy spot in that fantasy sort of way. And they're going to come along maybe in that moment, that moment, and burst your bubble. (laughs) It's going to be like, well, I'm trying to be positive here. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to, what do they call it when you put? Push yourself on through, mm-hmm. and just get it done. And, and I'm trying not to corrupt everybody else with my negativity. And here you go, just take a great liberty to spread yours all over everything.
1: <laughs> well, you know, pst, mm,
0: <clears throat> excuse me. And, I, and of course, I'm drawing from my own experiences there. You've not shared any of that with me about your book.
1: Yeah. Well, it it's been quite similar to what you just said. <laughs> But I think that um, anybody that knows me knows that I am...
0: Um, well, you declared that last podcast.
1: That I am going to see the good in it and look for the... As the hummingbird looks for the nectar, you know, I'm not going to be a vulture and, and look for that. I'm one of the rotting animal or whatever. I'm going to be the hummingbird and look for the positive... And sure, there's gonna be but I just can't help but go back to that verse. In this world you will have trouble. But take courage, I've overcome the world. So I I know there's gonna be there's gonna be hard stuff, and there's gonna be people that want to look at the hard stuff versus looking at, you know, the sweet nectar or whatever. But whatever that your your vision is. So sometimes I have to realign and say, well at least we're done with this or at least we got that. But I'm also naive enough that I haven't moved <laughs> that I would look at me like, Well we're almost done. Mm-hmm. Like look there's just a few things left. And Tim to- <laughs> Bless his heart. He puts up with so much with me. I told him last night I said, Thank you for being so gracious with me. He was like, What for? He said, You're a trooper. And I was like, I don't know about that. And I was like, you know, we just, it's just a few things left on the, on the driveway, you know, on our, on our carport, like left. And he said about three more truckloads, <laughs> three more. What? <laughs> Don't spoil my vision here. My fantasy of being done. But yes, sometimes people are not on the same page. As someone pointed out to Ethan last night, he was very proud. His whole bedroom was unpacked and fixed the way he wanted it. And you know what she said? Hmm. Oh, so you stayed in here and fixed your <laughs> room, us. and you did not do anything else out here. said so we had a laugh about that because uh, obviously Ethan chose to ben, fixate fi- on his things, which is okay. There's you know.
0: some reality there. that. I'm
1: going to enjoy my last little bit um, with my boy that's going off to college in a few weeks. So I I let him have his room and, and, and...
0: Ambivalence. You're exampling all that ambivalence. And I would want it to be so much easier in the sense that we wouldn't have to do any of this. And that we could just have a podcast where we just talk about happy things and joyful things. Or we could always be happy. I'm a happy person. Nothing about you. No. I'm just gonna declare this in this
1: Joyful story. or happy. Well
0: and, and I know people even make that distinction. Yeah. I and mean, we might get there eventually at today's podcast and and preemptively so, even if we don't get there. Joy to you would mean Joyful.
1: Yeah. What does it mean to you? That's that's not happy to me. That's yes. different. Yes. That's a settled piece that makes everything okay in my soul
0: which speaks to the spiritual happy speaks to the material, right. and you can have moments of happiness, right. but you won't stay there. You can stay in joy, right. and and I I believe that completely, and I think that that's another way of describing what we got into last podcast, yeah. too, right. exactly. is there just in today, we're right. kind of extending that in today's podcast a bit, because I think people come in maybe not understanding all that stuff in such the obvious way, or maybe they put this word on it and that word on it, the translations, some of it gets lost in translation. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is the more people you have, the more souls you have, the more that's going on in in the world that is dynamic, the natural element, the material world, it's very difficult and probably unrealistic to think we're going to stay in happy. Right. And even with joy, now that you brought those to to that that translation up, that concept, that conceptualization up, mm-hmm. even if you look at it that way, and you say, "Well, I'm going to stay in joy," joy is still very difficult to stay
1: in. Maybe peace would be a better word.
0: Well, and 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 I'm not, I, you know, I'm not being a contrarian, and I'm not being uh, oppositional to what you're saying. I'm just trying to kind of as, again establish mm-hmm. the ambivalence is that is the normal state of man, woman. Whatever you want to call gender these days, at least for the sake of our podcast, there are two men and women. But that's the state of humanity. It's ambivalence. Now, I can come along because you need some encouragement. And I can recognize, realize that need for encouragement. And I can give it to you. Carolyn, you're going to succeed. Things are really going to work well. And, and it's all going to turn out in and, and three, four weeks from now, that house that you're in is going to look like Ethan's room. <laughs> in total. God's going to finish the work. He's going to perform it. You're going to have all of this. And it would be true. But that doesn't get you There. Because mm-hmm. you still gotta go through all of the ambivalence of getting there. Right. And you still got to still you still got to continue right. to claim yes. the promise yes. in an active way. To walk it out. Or you're gonna be dissuaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we were in Isaiah, Jeremiah. And, and with the, they call him the weeping prophet. Did you know that, term? Yeah. Lamentations included. Yeah. But it's the same messaging. You know, you guys have really messed things up when it comes to your relationship with God because, not because. You know, again, God's the beginning and end of all things. Mm-hmm. So I could say, because you did that, then God's doing this. And that's all that they could see. That's the more hinder parts, the superficial, and they're trying to grasp the most obvious kind of messaging. Yeah, that's true. But really where they failed was they broke their covenant with God in a relationship way. Which doesn't mean that Nebuchadnezzar wouldn't have done what he did, because he is God's servant, and God was still doing what He does, mm-hmm. correcting them right. for a greater purpose and reason and end, and some of it very personal to them, and mm-hmm. some of it maybe not so, maybe for somebody else, and the relevance of it. I mean, you could go this, like this, these, all these different rabbit trails, try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that isn't a worthwhile pursuit to some extent, but you'll never, you'll job it, you'll get to the job, you'll never get all the details. And you will still have to contend with stuff on the carport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in Jeremiah, particularly I'm, I'm looking at now, 31, 27, maybe through 33, 34, uh, All of that has kind of come to a point where God's trying to tell them this thing that that we're talking about on the podcast. Last two podcasts. He's trying to communicate that to them. And they're not having a very good time of it. Even Jeremiah is not, I don't think, fully grasping it. And, And we don't, except through the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, we would not grasp it in its entirety. And we can look back on it and say... That's so sad. Nobody got that. Or like me in the podcast. Poor Jeremiah. He could have anybody sign up to do his podcast. Mm-hmm. Or to get with him by the program. Uh, or this idea that, well, maybe the good news is, Jeremiah was the only one that got enough of it to really be spared it. Because even if he didn't get the full picture, what he did get was that God was talking to him while he was going through it. Mm-hmm. But when people come see us, I want to tell it's like your move on the it's like the Jeremiah it's like the, the Israel uh, uh, Judah it's like Assyrian and, and Babylonian captivities it's, it, but that's never going to change did God directly do that to them I don't think he directly did it to them but he did author it all but he authored it all for a purpose but the purpose wasn't necessarily so much the way we would look at it because even as we're looking at it now best we're going to come up with is ambivalence I'm still trying to figure out why Ethan did his room. I guess it was Bella that said that.
1: No, it was our friend because <laughs> okay. he said, look at my room. Look, You know, he was so proud of it. And she was like, and of course, she's very wise. She caught on to that real quick. She's like, so you stayed in here while everybody else worked out there.
0: <laughs> so, so it wasn't Bella, but it was your friend. But, you know, your friend made a great observation. She made the observation by looking at the hider parts, but also <laughs> got to really the message. Mm-hmm. It's Ethan's heart. Right? It's and it's not I'm not trying to give Ethan a hard time. It's all of us. All of us are like that. Yeah. But it's our hearts. Are they trustworthy and reliable mm. as in allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to tell us even as Jeremiah was hearing an auditory voice Maybe it was coming from within him. But again, he wasn't anywhere even close to understanding it to know that it probably was, it didn't matter, auditory or internally, Mm -hmm. from outside external or internal. It was still God Mm -hmm. speaking. But we need to realize, though, that if we're that way, anything we look at is going to be, starting from the very get-go, going to be corrupted by our humanity. And then when I begin to try to conceptualize God, much more so why all this is happening, the way it's happening, I am not going to get the full picture. I'm not going to understand it. Again, it's it's a Job experience. Mm -hmm. And I have to, though, for the sake of both realms, the material as well as the heavenly, I have to process it at both levels, and I am human, so there's that. That too is just mandates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not human, or if I'm not alive, I'm not human. Right. And I don't want to be dead, Mm -hmm. right? And and I won't really understand the full spiritual dimensions till I exit the body, because my primary orientation is is flesh. Right. At least being born in original Mm -hmm. sin. That's Mm -hmm. the iniquity. That kind of thing. But. Somewhere along the way, we have to understand God tries to tell us and help us. But if people are expecting it to be roses all the time, if people are so much in their fantasies that they can't, they're so much in their little cocoon, their room or whatever, and they got it all they can't understand what the rest... It's going there's gonna be a day of reckoning because the rest of the world is not with you on that. Right. And it would then behoove you to bring them along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because lest the day come, they're gonna knock on your door, even to your bedroom, your house, your abode, and say, Come out of there, cause you ain't been pulling your weight. You've been in your little bubble, you've been in your cocoon. Right. All of us have been out here contending with COVID, inflation. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> all these things that are politically and socially wars in Ukraine why are you in your bubble? Mm-hmm. oh it's all going to work out God says it's going to work out which is true Right. but somewhere between here and there you've got exactly. to do what you have exactly. to do yes. period in a material right. sense right. but you also have to do what you have to do in a pursuit of the joy mm-hmm. or the love And maintain that intimate relationship with God. Absolutely. Which then brings me full circle. That's what they had not done. Jeremiah was trying to remind them through... God was trying to remind them through Jeremiah, but Jeremiah was speaking the words... You've broken fellowship with God. The one thing, possibly the only thing that can truly allow you to know for sure where you're going and how you're supposed to get there. The one thing that will guide you as well as comfort you along the way while you're getting there, while you're trying to claim it. In some sort of sustainable way, pray without ceasing, in this world, not of this world, Apostle Paul, that mindset, you know, entering into his rest, we've talked about that in recent podcast. The one thing, though, that you have available to you that is probably the only thing that can do that is God speaking to you from within. All right. Not whispers like, well, it's a secret, don't tell anybody. Yeah. But whispers like, it's intimacy. Mm-hmm. Whispers mm-hmm. is like you're laying in your bed at night and your mom comes in and caresses your head because you know, you've been sick all day long and you just need somebody to love you. Mm-hmm. It's whispers mm-hmm. that is between you and him. It'll be okay. We'll, we'll get through this. You feel awful, you feel terrible, you feel horrible, mm-hmm. you, you need to talk about it because other people need to be part of it because things need to happen. Mm-hmm. I need things to happen. They're not wanting to do it. We don't need to yell at each other, Jeremiah. You, don't, you shouldn't have to yell at them. Right. But they're not getting, and, and I should not have to, it should not come to this mm-hmm. to get their attention that the circumstance of King Nebuchadnezzar and the, the future, the, the prophecy of the exile and the captivity is the only thing that gets their attention. But rather than listening to you and me, we're just trying to help them get through it. They're running. You know, that's the messaging of Isaiah and Jeremiah is, I'm doing the work. You can't change it. Cooperate. Even if it means going into captivity and exile, cooperate because I have a grander plan. Because I know, God would say, in only the only ways that humans would understand, evil destroys itself. Mm -hmm. Selfishness renders you alone. Mm -hmm. That's all that it does. And and you cannot have fellowship with other people because other people are going to be either mad at you or they won't be able to sustain. They won't be able to take care of you because they got their own stuff to take care of. Sufficient. To be able to satisfy you, and they'll just get worn out, burn out. You'll crucify them, like right. we did Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that thing about cooperate, I tried to talk to somebody about that the other day. Not um, in the office, but just personally, about why don't you just cooperate? Why don't you just try this and see what happens?
0: Ask somebody for
1: help. Just just try this way just one time (laughs) i'm not saying you have to go the distance i'm not saying you have to you know change your whole thought processes but just cooperate one time and see what happens and i think the person really thought about it and i don't know if they will or not but you know that's that's not he's not asking us to um perform and, and be excellent at everything he's already done that for us he's just willing to go along with us and help us through the power of the Holy Spirit to do the things that will bring him glory and honor but and the purpose that he set out for our life but he's not asking us to do it perfectly or to do it on our own or you know give us directions and you know if Ethan, <laughs> If I gave him a list of things and said, "Here, go do this and fix your room up," and then I'm gonna come inspect it, you know. If I gave him these things and then he said, "Mom, I need help doing this," am I gonna say, "No, I told you what to do, not do it," you know? No, I'd be like, "What? What do you need? What do you need help with?" And so, as I was reading in Jeremiah, and it just, it, it just speaks to my heart because I was thinking yesterday about. And I just brought to tears like that when I was driving, thinking about how much he loves us, how willing he was to do all the things for us. And we're not going to go into all that right now. But when I was reading that about um, hmm, verse 33 in chapter 31, where he says, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, Say the Lord, I will put My law in their inward parts, and write it in their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be My people. He had just told them before, earlier in the past couple of verses. Um, you know, I wanted to do this. You broke my covenant, <laughs> but here He is coming back to us, telling us again how much He loves us, and I will be your God, and you'll be My people again. And I, I just, I, I don't know how we can explain that. It's well, just beyond it, me because we wouldn't be that with other people. They broke our covenant. It's, it's never going to be the same or trust backer. Or, well, and, you know. and I,
0: again, agree with you. And that was the passage that I was going to, so I'm glad you found it. Mm-hmm. The passage that I was going to reference today mm-hmm. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Because that is the expected end. That's the, the three months from now. That's the, the idea Jeremiah expected in uh, 27. Uh, he's got plans for us an expected end Uh, and with that then the house that you're moving into or with that then a life but all along the way not only is the word of God as with the Holy Spirit written Old and New Testament but the living word as with the Holy Spirit we said that but he'll speak to us in those whispers from within to comfort us to lead us, guide us we should read the Bible right Because this is why we go to the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. There's a lot in there. But if you don't read the Old Testament, you really don't understand the impact of the New Testament, Mm -hmm. what it does. Because it's in all of this that we're speaking of and the things that we focus upon from a human dimension that that God uses to teach us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we teach each other, iron sharpens iron, about really what love is. Right. Not because God didn't put love in us, but because humanity, as it and he designed us, mm-hmm. as he designed us, as it was to be designed as he designed us, has all of these other factors, mm-hmm. characteristics, uh, attributes, ways of reacting and dealing with the world emotionally, mm-hmm. um, carnally, mm-hmm. uh, knowledge, wisdom, understanding... Yeah. Uh, limited perceptions, Mm -hmm. uh, imagination, Mm -hmm. uh, all all of those things that make up the human apparatus physically, emotionally, psychologically. God designed all of those, Mm -hmm. but he knew that was not going to be sufficient because if he didn't speak to us at the most critical moments, we'd kill each other. And then his expected end wouldn't work. But that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't take the evil and turn it around for good. Right. We want to kill each other. And and those who are willing to learn, they learn. I, I should probably not next time say such bad things because this is what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, just turn the other. And I do believe there's a turn the other cheek. I don't, dis, yeah. I don't dismiss that or, or discount that. But I do think, though, that turning the other cheek is even sort of like shaking the dust off your sandals. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only contend with somebody for so long. You can only, And that's what I was trying to say earlier. It's not like take my ball and go home. I'm not going to play with you anymore because you won't cooperate with my agenda. Right. But if you really are being led of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you're going to have that same end. It's called heaven and hell. Right. And, and so it's going to come to that. Mm-hmm. But that's not what God's expected end is, but it's what your expected end is if you choose not to get this message. If you choose not to read Jeremiah, what was it, 32? 31. 31. Uh, If you choose not to read, if you choose not to study the word, if you choose not to look at at other people's empirical the study. Cooperate. Right. And see what it looks like, Mm -hmm. not ask for help or wait to the last minute, or only ask from, for help from the people you know who are going to agree with what you think is the right thing to do. But that's not what they should expect, people. When they come to the Bible, that's not what they should expect when they read the Word. That's not when they, not what they should expect when they talk in Holy Spirit, communications with God. They should expect correction. But God isn't going to, like you said, He's not going to be. You asked for what wasn't give you a serpent. You a ask fish. for fish, mm-hmm. and I give. No, He's going to give you the fish. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want the fish and you prefer the serpent, then go at it. Right. You don't know which end to grab, and you grab one end, thinking it's the best end to grab, and before you find out, the serpent is much more cunning and mm-hmm. skillful at attacking you mm-hmm. than you are at figuring out how to. Capture a squiggly right. squirming muscular venomous snake. Mm-hmm. It's not just is not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Or if you do, you just crush it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just see it for what it is, and you thoroughly, utterly, totally destroy it. Maybe not so much in in other people, but you destroy it yourself so that you don't aren't pulled into it. Mm-hmm. But if people aren't going to abide by that if they choose to live in the fantasy, even if it's happy. Or even if it's, oh, but I like the joy. Well, there's no joy without suffering. There's no joy without righteous sacrifice. There is none. There's no resurrection without righteous sacrifice. It doesn't happen. Right. Point out, if you could, and I'm not saying you would disagree with me, but I'll challenge anybody. Point out to me in the Bible where there was ever an instance when something didn't have to be sacrificed because of the material dimension. Point it out. And and I will eat every word that I'm saying right now. But as long as we have material dimension, that's where the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. As long as we have human dimension, the sacrifice is this attitude of submission to God. But you cannot convince me that, oh, well, it's all going to be joyful all the time. Right. It's all (laughs) going to be happy. And and Tim is always going to say, you are a trooper, Carolyn.
1: (laughs) I think it's the first time I've ever heard it. say that. I know, and I'm not
0: picking on Tim. I, yeah, I, yeah, I picked yeah. on me and my wife, I think, the last co- yeah. uh, well, podcast, so I, I'm, I'm not just, discriminatory. Well,
1: and, well, that's just saying I'm probably never a trooper. But the idea, yeah, you are.
0: I will I'll, I'll amen, Tim. But, but the notion of it is, though, it's just not going to happen. We have to accept that that aspect of our existence is fallen, mm-hmm. If it is going to be useful to anything, it would be nothing more. And it is perpetuation of material life. But in the materials, it's eat or kill or be killed. Right. It, it is Darwinian, Darwinian, mm-hmm. uh, survival of the fittest. Right. That is true. There's nothing wrong with that theory, except it's incomplete. And it's singular. Mm-hmm. and it's preached as the total right. and people buy into that and humanism itself and nobody then talks about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about the New Testament. Right. Nobody then can say, yep. "All but I have for your unknown God, I've got a name mm-hmm. and then I've got an answer. Mm-hmm. And even when Paul presented
1: that on Mars Hill, they didn't want to hear it.
0: That's where then you get what you ask for.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of alluded to that when we were having that cooperate cooperation discussion and I said but you know on the other hand at least you cannot say he's not faithful because what you choose he's gonna give it not just because of free will but he's faithful he's gonna do what he said he was gonna do and you can't you cannot find that you can look this whole earth over but there's not one person that can be that a hundred percent forever every single time to be faithful except for God and He'll do what He said He would do. If you choose death, then He's going to be faithful and just and make that happen. Because that's what that's what was chosen. That's what the law, you know, they knew things, but they didn't know things. And the Pharisees, you know, they get a bad rap. But sometimes we're in that category where we think we know things, but it's like, hmm. And He just takes it and flips it upside down. And that, that's what I had a really good conversation with somebody in the office about that awareness about how small sometimes God seems because we think we have it all figured out. We think we have the Torah; that's all we need. And there's a whole rest of the Bible to be read. But you know, sometimes we just want that one part, and then we put it back on the shelf until we need them again. And I was, we talked about awareness, and she said, "I just didn't know." all these things that I'm learning and it was beautiful because I remember that same moment for myself. And I, I, just, I know that I know what she's talking about. It's like the difference. It's like seeing that burning bush and it's like, Oh, there's something more to this whole thing than just,
0: you know, well, and, it's, and it's in the same sort of way. It's being hidden the cleft, the cliff to the rock. Yeah. We read that last yeah. podcast too. It's the same thing. But are you really willing to go there and and, and I want to say this. I, I think that as much as we would read in, in any of the Old Testament as as God will call a prophet to speak to the people, it's external, right? It's the prophet and the people. Right. It's transactional in that external way. Mm-hmm. But the same interaction, transaction, conversation, communication happens inside of people. It's just an outward representation. But when you move it to inside, there's Jeremiah inside of you. There's Isaiah inside of you. There's Ezekiel inside of you. There's Jesus inside of you. There's a Holy, there, maybe they're all wrapped up in the Holy Spirit. The only reason we understand the different personality dimensions is because we read the Bible and then we, right. you know, we need some way to again conceptualize or communicate right. it. So we put like a name to it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But but label it. But that's really the whole idea is that's what the Holy Spirit. He does all of it. Jesus Christ is, is the spirit of prophecy. Mm-hmm. He is all of that wrapped up into one. We see him in kind of different Thank sure. Entities.
1: Right. But, but that's, all one message.
0: But, but that's the whole idea too is we see him that way, but he's not that way. We see God in three parts, but he's not that way. But we see him in three parts because we can only understand the transactional idea of how iron sharpens iron. Right. right. Or you can ask for help. Mm-hmm. Or you can talk to somebody. Or word can then challenge intellectually. Yeah. Uh, reason. Right. Logic. All that apparatus stuff. I was trying to capture earlier in the podcast. It's all communicated with words, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A language, but there's a one, but one language. That's spirit, Holy Spirit. Now, is it going to come out in a different tongue? Maybe or maybe not. I, I think that's a, a little bit of a lesser order of, of thought when it comes to that. It's the Holy Spirit. He, mm-hmm. he is the language of God. But he's speaking to you constantly. You just have to put him into these sort of picture images. You have to create stories and narratives so you can understand. Which takes nothing away from him. It just means the translations of it. But to dismiss the translations, you run the risk of telling kids why uh, nighttime, bedtime stories. You dismiss the, the, the chance of te- teaching kids or having them watching TV programs or movies that are virtuous about love and giving it. That, that, they're cartoon characters, all oh, but it's the message, right? I mean, that's what. I will my Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or Veggie Tales. That oh, was yeah. one that we went through with our. Yeah. And,
1: and, and I know that. Well, you know. Where's my hairbrush?
0: <laughs> yes. Do you know, though, that. that People get so upset, though, because they, and naturally, so that's what we're saying, we naturally approach it so much from that external, Mm -hmm. and then we get so threatened, Mm -hmm. and we feel so defensive, and then we stop looking, or again, we just look for people who agree, and then before you know it, the ones that agreed, every one of them are fallen. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah, every one of them are fallen. That's true. Everyone that preached the wrong sermon led the people, particularly Haziel or something like that. I can't remember his name. Yeah, said, oh, no. You know, or I can't remember, but I think he even said, well, when you're in Babylon, go ahead and populate Babylon. We're just going to hang out there. God's just moved. No. God said he was going to bring them back to their land and restore unto them all that they had. They were not going to habitate Babylon because what we know about Babylon? Right. It's completely, utterly destroyed. Mm -hmm. My point is this. I I think not only do we do it to ourselves, but we have this internal dialogue with ourselves. But that's only half the battle. The Old Testament will will correct your mind a bit. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But you need the Holy Spirit, just like you need Jesus. Oh yeah, to help you really understand how to rightly put together God's word because He does it outside the dimension of time. We keep thinking linear, but they couldn't see down the road. They right. couldn't see what right. what, and we have yet to see fully what you were reading there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the that's why Jeremiah is considered to be eschatology. Mm-hmm. It's in time sort of prophecy because he's even reaching at that point before Christ to a time when Christ not only came but then died, buried, resurrected, and then will come again, which we have yet to see that. And and if I just think of this in human terms, I'm going to say, oh, that was Jeremiah. That was just the story of the Hebrew people. That was just unique to them. They made up stories to rationalize all the bad things that they did. They made up stories to make themselves feel good. No! They, particularly Jeremiah, in their story... In, in God's presenting the story, shows us what goes on internally mm-hmm. and externally. Mm-hmm. But if we don't have the Holy Spirit to lead us or guide us, we'll never put it together. Never right. put it together.
1: I think that's why people can read some of their stories, like David, and it gets twisted and, and sort of uh, confusing. And they don't understand that, you know, this is part of a bigger story. This is not just, you know, they want to make it, of course, our hearts, you know, want to make it fit to our narrative. You know, people will use one verse and and try to, you know, conform it to their um, view. But I was talking um, to someone about that, and I said, you know, that... You have to look at it as a whole. You can't just pull out parts of it and say, because God's speaking the same message. Just through different people in different circumstances. Just like when you said about, um, you know, how he uh, uses and we put names on it. And I was thinking, you know, Jesus spoke in parables. Yes. Not to put any of us down and say we're simple. But, I mean, God, uh, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So he knows um what is going to speak to us. So then, then it becomes even more real because then we're not only reading it, but then we're living it in different situations that he's allowed to come in our way. And some of them are, some of them are awesome. And some of them are really terrible. And, you know, I've never ceased to amaze people's stories and, and, you know, the, the lives that they've lived and things that's happened, you know, I've never, um, It just seems like when you think you've heard it all and then somebody goes through something horrific and, and you, you know, you know, wow, that must've been really difficult. And when they come in to see us, you know, I'm not going to sit there. Yes, I'll sit there and, and, you know, um, listen. But we've got, and that's what I told somebody the other day, we've got to take the focus off of that thing and stop looking around and keep our eyes focused up and look at him who never changes because all this is going to change, all this is going to be different in a day. Our our rental house is going to look different in a month and then we're going to have different problems (laughs) and then there's going to be something else for me to complain about, but he never changes. And he's always going to be the same. And well,
0: and that is not only your joy, but if you should have moments of happiness, mm-hmm. it has to be framed within that context lest you fall into the trap right. of thinking that, oh, this is it. It's done. Yeah. It's yeah. said. It's over. Now. It's finished. It is in the sense that Jesus finished his right. work, right. which was to bring us the Holy Spirit and show us this in tangible representation and form. But even as he said that on the cross and going through and enduring all that went with the cross, I think he also spoke to when it comes to his second coming. But the second coming wouldn't have happened except that he didn't go to the cross. We are not going to get the joy except that, again, there's a righteous sacrifice. Is it only Jesus? Only Jesus could do it. In the way that he did to bring us that power to overcome it. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is the only living Savior. I give my life to Jesus. But he then gives it back to me. Now anointed with this. What is this? It's wisdom from the Holy Spirit's comfort so that I might then conduct my life in the same manner and fashion. But if I don't go to that same cross and if I don't do that same thing, it's not finished. Will he labor with me? Yes. But when Jesus comes again to claim his church, his bride, it will, in that sense, is finished for Jesus because he's done it. I can't enter into the inheritance because I have had no part in it. I'm not being crucified with Christ. I've not done my part. Mm-hmm. So you're right. We keep our gaze upon Jesus, Stephen, mm-hmm. looking up to heaven, right, seeing the Father. Mm-hmm. But we're not disregarding of what's going right. on in the material, right. and we do have to contend with it. And right. you will have emotions, yeah, because that's the way God created us right. to operate—emotional, mm-hmm. psychological, right. intellectual mm-hmm. sort of operations. But they'll be sanctified or salted. Is it wrong to get angry? No. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong to get angry, except that God would sanctify it or, in some ways, present it, give you the power? Mm-hmm so that you've done it righteously before him, mm-hmm. that's wrong. Is it wrong to go to war? No. But is it wrong to go to war without a just cause or reason? Not mine, not yours, not anybody else's, but God's. Mm-hmm. But I don't think God wants us to war, but God's permissive will. The war in Ukraine, which is what we're going through right now, mm-hmm. the war in Ukraine, i God didn't cause that. I don't even know that I would want to say that God allowed that to happen, but the way God did set it all up, the because effect of things, then if this is what you want, mm-hmm. right. this is what you're going to get, right. and if this is what you get, then it means there's a correction in it because one day you're going to wake up and realize maybe we shouldn't have meddled in Ukrainian and Russian politics. Maybe we shouldn't took all that money... And got bought off. Maybe we shouldn't try to buy off the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't pretend like we're gods. That's the problem in the United States. We really were trying to act humble and humility yeah. with humility, but we're not. Because all the things that we're doing with that false humility is just showing what awful, awful narcissists we are. The police of the world. Yes. That's not Jesus. But you're gonna get what you sow. You're gonna reap what you sow, and that's what we're gonna get. Yeah. But in a more personal dimension, we learn. But we also have conversations like this. They're called dialectical, dichotomous. What is it, the, the type of teaching where you kind of challenge the student? I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head this morning. My brain isn't working as well. Yeah. But but where you do you do that kind of teaching mm-hmm. point counterpoint. Mm-hmm that type of thing, but that's what we're doing. But if you live in a bubble, you don't do it. Or you just hang out with people who believe the way you believe, you don't do it. If you're just all seeking happy and joy all the time and you don't, well, oh, here comes trouble, and I don't want that. I wanna to go to the other side of the street. If you're not willing to engage it in some sort of manner or fashion, not seek it out to engage it, and certainly not with the intention to, as I say, crush the head of the serpents, kill it. That's not to kill them, it's to kill the enemy in you. That's what that's about. Right. But the idea, though, is if, if you run from it, you are run to the battle. Mm-hmm. We don't turn tail and run. We run to the battle. But make sure it's God's battle. And right. if you do, then take the three stones and take on Goliath.
1: That's what I was just thinking.
0: Yeah. But if it's not, then don't. Mm-hmm. And, and God will tell you. He's telling the Hebrew people, this is not your fight right now. Mm-hmm. I'm purging the camp. Which kinda gets us back to Moses and you know and all that he did when he came off the mountain the first time and yeah. a third of the camp. I know it's righteous in the nation. I think God used Moj- Moses, Mojus. Moses', Moses <laughs> anger in a righteous manner, but I don't think Moses really got it fully. But even then, that's an example of what we're saying. God used Moses in the moment that he was in to get what was right. Was Moses right? Probably not out of himself. Mm -hmm. But was it right that that happened that way? Yes. Is it right that the world is in the state of it's in right now? Obviously, if I believe everything that we've been preaching on the podcast, I have to say yes. But I have to go back and forth with you lest I don't at least offer you, or you me, Mm -hmm. you offer me salvation. Mm -hmm. I have to speak prophetically. I have to speak what God's given me, Jeremiah, or I am really not doing what God's asked me to do. And that's not good. Mm -hmm. You may get
1: lost. It's like that tension, but there's no resolve and you can't live there forever. You know, it's. it's, I was kind of thinking, and this is really simple, okay? I'm a simple person, people. I was thinking about a mathematical equation. (laughs) We have two things, and it's like there's no equal sign. And we can sit there and struggle with it and struggle with it, but there comes an end. And unless we run to that giant, then we're standing there listening to him, and we're standing there. I mean, there's no end in it. We have to be willing... To deal with that tension that the material, we have to be willing to go there. And, you know, we may be afraid. We might be like Moses. (laughs) And we may even get a little self-righteous about it. Oh, I can do that, you know. But God is still going to achieve His purpose in it and teach us something along the way, I believe. It's didactic,
0: that's the word. Mm -hmm. But that's really what you do in counseling. And unless individuals understand that, I'll be kind. We'll establish in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We love one another. And with that, I'm not judgmental. But I'm going to test your thesis. Mm-hmm. I am going to put it through the rigors of scientific exploration methodology, research methodology. I'm going to ask you what facts. I'm going to ask you how you came up with that thesis, the narrative, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, well, how's it working for you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How's it turning out? What's happening? Exactly. And then I'm going to give you some feedback. Mm-hmm. I may not be there with you while you've gone through it at home. I may be with you while you're going through it in a time dimension, proximity as well as time, but at the same time, when we're in that room, the counseling office your office, my office, and we're sitting down, don't expect me not to be Jeremiah. Don't expect me. You say, well, you're a hypocrite. Well, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but are we here to talk about me? Are we here to talk about you? And then the best I can say even then is I do the same thing. I try to practice what I preach, and I try to subject myself to people who really aren't always kind. I don't run from the realities. I have to contend with them. Mm-hmm. I don't live in a bubble. Right. I don't right. think the whole world is like my church on Sunday mornings. Right. You know, I don't. Right. <laughs> I, I understand if I can't translate that to reality, then it's not reality. It's a bubble. It's all that it is is a bubble. Yep. But I've got problems. I confess that you've got problems. Mm-hmm. But we're not there to talk about my problems. We're to there to talk about yours. Right. And and again, I try to. If I say it to you, I try to apply it to me. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what you just got through saying, is what happens in the counseling session. But people don't get better, and they may not like it at first, and it may be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and they may be subject to light and mirrors not smoke and mirrors but light and mirrors where they're going to have to see themselves for who they really are yeah. and the mirror we're going to best use is the Bible Right, right. And, and I'm sorry if you don't believe that I've done the best I can in my time that I've had to study the Bible and learn what I could from it especially if you've never read it don't go giving me a hard time for trying to use it as a tool of reproof you need to go read it. For
1: yourself. Yes.
0: And, and so you'll have a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that. That if two or more gather together in His name, He's in the midst. But I also believe that if the Holy Spirit's in you and the Holy Spirit's in me, we're not going to be divided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also believe God sends people to talk with me and you. Mm-hmm. And He's already prepared them. And if they've already showed up, shown up then that's part of them verifying, validating that they're supposed to be there. Them being there is validation that this is where you're supposed to be. Now, again, you can leave mad. You can leave disappointed. You can call me a quack. You can call me humanist. You can call me whatever you want to call me. But if you're going to call me that without allowing us to have this kind of conversation... Within this context, then that's on you. I can only do what I can do, but that's when I shake the dust off my sandals right. and I move on. Right. I don't take my ball or go home. Well, you can't come see me anymore because yeah. you don't believe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, well, if you don't want, that's okay. Then go find, I always tell them that. Then I hope everything goes really, really well and you're right and I'm wrong. And I hope you can find somebody, if you happen to still think you're wrong, that can really help you. I obviously am not the one. But maybe, per chance, I was able to plant a seed, give you something to think about, right. and we'll live, leave on friendly terms.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of happened. Um, I was a little nervous what was going to happen one time because you know you don't know how people are going to receive what you know the truth, especially when you're reading from the Bible. You know, it's not my words; I didn't write it. And, you know, if you're going to get upset, then you can take it it up with him. But, you know, I just kind of left it there and let it sit and see what happened. And, you know, the person was really receptive and it was like, wow, I never thought about that. And, you know, I'm right there with you. I'm still learning. Me, Me and you don't claim to know everything. We've read the Bible, but we, you know, we're still learning too. But... There's no judgment in that and no shame in that on the other end of the stick, you know, when they, when they come in and, you know, to feel bad. I felt bad. Um, have you ever, I'll ask you a question. Have you ever felt bad for something you didn't know? Um, well,
0: yeah, it's the devil.
1: Yeah. It's constantly well, reminding well, me about how okay. inadequate I am,
0: how terrible I am, and how I've let the person down. You ask me. That's my personal oh. response.
1: Well, that's. I don't think you should feel that way. Don't believe the devil. But, you know, I was like 38 one, uh, a few years ago, and i like to say a long time, or just a couple years ago, but it was a little bit longer than that, and I thought, gosh, I'm just now figuring this out. You know, and I, th- I kind of felt there's like that shame kind of creep in, and you're right, it is from the devil, but I'm so grateful that I at least found it out at all because you know my whole life changed my whole concept of God changed and that's what I see happening in the office I see people come to this realization like oh my gosh I didn't know that
0: it's for times time such as this it's a yes. it's that moment in their life yes. when we they've been called to come talk to somebody me you particularly I think it's personal and I I know that yeah, and if it doesn't happen, I don't blame them, but I just right. recognize they're not ready for it yet. Right. Or they're they're like Jeremiah, and and he's preaching and and talking and telling, and they don't want to hear. It.
1: And it may not be us. You know, we might just be planting that seed so that then when they are yes. ready to receive somebody
0: it, somebody else will harvest it. Yeah,
1: and then they'll be ready. And I I just I'm always um, just really blessed by that by that moment. You know, when they realize like, oh my goodness, my actions describe what I'm believing. Mm-hmm. I had that discussion with somebody the other day and yeah, as much as I don't, even in my own life, sometimes I, <laughs> I don't like, you know, like, okay, so this is what I'm believing right now. Yeah. We just have to go back to the word and, and what is Jeremiah telling them? And I just, I have to go back to the truth because sometimes even in my mind, I'll distort what I want it to say. And you go, how could you do that? Well, we all do that because we want the material kind of wants to take over and we have to go back to the truth. What does the truth say in spirit? I just read that this morning. My worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Yes. So
0: invariably, at least once, maybe two, three times a week, I get people coming in and say, do you have any books that I can read? Recommend books. <laughs> Christian course, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. And I say, well, you know, I don't know that I'm a big consumer of books. I do research. I think facts are important. But a lot of that's opinion, and a lot of it's not really sound opinion. And then i always remind them, I said, yeah, the Bible. I knew you were going to say that, but don't you have something else? No. (laughs) Everything you need is in the Bible. So individuals, persons, peoples, if they should need to, to speak with us or have a passion to, feel called to, how they get a hold of us, Carolyn.
1: You can give us a call, 304-528-9220. Or if you'd rather email us, some people are writers instead of speakers. I'm married to one. Um, you can email us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. Or you can get some more information at covenantsonline.com. Or you can also, so many ways, you can get hold of us. You can also follow us on Facebook where we post our podcast and you can get more information there.
0: And what is the podcast other than what is Covenants? Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Council Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. And Carolyn, since we've decided we need to change things up at the ending, I'm going to go ahead and close it out today and say, We do indeed appreciate always your attention. Your time, your listening, uh, the opportunity um, is just so important. Uh, we see it as the highest order of things that you would even be willing to listen. And uh, want to thank you for that. And would want something that we've said, even if we've not said all the things that you either wanted or expected to hear. I pray though that they were of God and that they will have a rightful end. And the Bible does say that. The word Never comes back void, and so we just pray that we distribute the word properly. And I just want to invite you back to the next podcast. In the meantime, God bless.